This is Shine On, the health and happiness show, with new episodes every week on how to live well. Shine On is heard all over the world as a podcast, but it's heard first on the radio in New York's Hudson Valley. Hi, it's Casey. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shine On. Today, we're going into the woo-woo. Come on and take a little trip with me. I am willing to bet that everyone listening has had some sort of a situation in their life, some sort of an experience where you believed it was a sign from the beyond or maybe just a crazy coincidence and you thought, could it be? Could that song on the radio be a sign? Could that sign on the road be a sign? Could that penny I found or that trinket I found, could that be a sign? Well, this I know for sure. Things happen in our everyday life all the time, and our minds automatically go to the thought, hmm, I wonder where this came from. You know it's happened to you. I'm willing to bet it has happened to you that something has happened and boom, you thought of someone who has passed on, perhaps a, a relative or friend, and you think this could only be from that person. And in that instant, you feel connected to them. In that instant, you remember their essence. Maybe you're busy, lost in your thoughts, and all of a sudden you see an object that you haven't seen in a while. It appears in a drawer or a cabinet, and you say, how did that get there? And in that instant, you remember someone you loved. Well, our guest today believes that in that instant, you are actually connecting with them. You're actually spending that little moment in heaven where you're reaching up and they're reaching out to greet you. I recently became aware of Alex Saar. She has the sweetest voice and spirit, and she's written a book called Awaken, a medium's memoir. You can find more at alexsaar, S-A-A-R, medium.com. And where did this lovely spirit come from? So I'm from Boston, Massachusetts. Oh, I thought we could be friends. You're incredible. I just I just love your spirit and, and your energy. Where were you when you realized you were a psychic? So it was actually 2013, and there were so many changes going on in, in my life. I actually, my cousin, she was having a medium party. And when I went there, that's when I met my mentor. And even leading up to this encounter, I was having a lot of intensified experiences with hearing spirit and seeing spirit. I just didn't understand it. But when I met her, she really gave me that light bulb moment. And that light bulb moment really changed my whole life. Can you tell us about that moment? When I saw her, I felt this interesting surge of energy that made me question a lot of things. And she asked me if I felt it, too. She's like, did you feel that? Because she was channeling spirit. So I didn't know that I was already naturally in tune with that. So I was picking up on that. And I felt it. Not going to lie, it did freak me out a little bit because I didn't understand it. Mm -hmm. But we started our mentorship shortly after that, and she helped me learn how to actually communicate with spirit and hone in on that and really understand that, okay, this this is how I want to help people. So I've dedicated my life since then to that. Beautiful. What did it feel like, and where in your body did you feel it? So I felt a 
it in the heart area. And when I tend to connect to spirit, I tend to feel it a lot. Um, like in my in my chest area, I do tend to like channel. It's considered to like feeling that source of love energy when, when you connect to spirit. And we've all had those moments. But for other people, those moments of feeling that, that swoosh of love and that total feeling of connection, for other people, those are fleeting and few and far between. But for you, you can tap into it more easily. Yes. And I've also learned, I've also learned along the way to also have a good, healthy, healthy relationship with the spirit world because yeah. it is so easy to tune into that world when you want. But it's nice to show others the power of evidence where, hey, you can do this too. You can experience this on, on your own as well. That's one of my favorite things when people discover that heart connection. What does a, a healthy relationship with the spirit world look like, feel like, entail? So a big thing as a medium is setting good boundaries. I call it spiritual hygiene with energetic protection and setting boundaries with spirits because if not, they will bombard you. Um, And I love them. I I love them. I respect them. But it's good to have a boundary for your own sanity. So I I do a lot of energetic protection and and boundary work when when I'm not doing reading. So in my imagination, there are spirits that are, uh, let's say, hovering around and they're looking for the souls on earth that they can communicate with because not all of us are open to channeling. So if they see you with your bright heart light shining, they're like moving right into your space and you need to say, stop, wait a minute, you know, I'm cooking dinner, I'm doing my hair, whatever. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, hey, listen, I'm closed right now. Come back tomorrow. I want to help you. But yes, you know, they do float around. And if they see that you can help them, they're going to take that chance. They love having someone relay messages for them. I'm guessing, again, my imagination, that this is part of the makeup of the universe where... There's the unseen world, but yet we have people like you and entities, I'll call them entities, or energies like them, and your connection and communication feels to me like a gift to help enlighten the rest of us. Am I anywhere near the mark here? I love your perspective on that. I absolutely see it in that way, and, you know, it brings me... So much joy, especially to be able to share that what I've seen experience is that our worlds are so interconnected, like everything is energy, everything is one, and spirit is very, very connected to us by mere thought. You said spirit is very, very connected to us by? By a mere thought. When you think about them. Yeah, it's like instantaneous connection when you think about them. Oh my goodness, I hadn't thought of it that way. So if I think about spirit, I'm connected to it? Yeah, especially, for example, one of your loved ones. If you're thinking about them, you're connecting with them because that's also how mediumship works and how, you know, the connection with energy works. I can't even go there right now, Alex. I can't even go there right now. I spend so much time connecting. Uh, But let me ask you this. In 2013, you were on a path. I understand it was a turbulent time. There was a lot going on in your world. But in 2013, your life took a turn and you became a medium. Had you not had that evening where you met your mentor and it was like, oh, you feel that? I feel that. If that hadn't happened, what path were you walking on? I was going to be going into the military because I actually thought that the light that I wanted to follow 
well and help people with resided there. To be honest with you, I, I was actually feeling a little bit lost. I didn't really know what, what I wanted to do. I just wanted to help people. What did you want your help to look like in the military? I wanted to be a dental hygienist. Like, I dreamed about that as well since I was a little girl. I I wanted to go into the military. That's where I thought, okay, I can help people in this way, which I didn't feel like I completely disagreed with going into the military. I just felt like, okay, my path is meant to be somewhere else. Maybe that will change and I will want to go into the military again. It was, like, completely unexpected when, when that happened and I met the woman who mentored me. So now you are not a dental hygienist in the military, but you are a full-time medium and you're helping people that way. Tell us what a regular day in your life is like. I am very passionate about helping people with their personal development and psychic and mediumship development. So on top of being a medium, I do spend a lot of time as a life coach and a mentor. Those two things bring me a lot of joy because I really love, I really love seeing people discover light within themselves. And I wake up with a grateful heart for that every single day. You believe that everyone has the power to connect, yes? I do. I believe we're all born with these beautiful, unique gifts. And if we really take that step into developing awareness, it's going to be revealed to us. We all have our own unique gifts. And and that's something that I love to share with people. How will it benefit my life if I'm better able to connect to spirit? It's going to enhance the connection to yourself because when you learn to do psychic and mediumship development, what you're discovering is you're discovering the connection to yourself because you're working on your energy. When you're going into mediumship development, there's a lot of meditation. There's a lot of different exercises where you're really digging into that awareness. So you're going to discover a lot more about yourself, and it can just enhance your life in all areas. So you sat down to write Awaken, a medium's memoir. Were there any stories that you were hesitant about telling but put in the book anyway? Yes. So that book, that book was sitting in my mind for a few years before I decided to share it because vulnerability used to terrify me, but I also felt called to share my story and how I've overcome adversities. One of the biggest triumphs that that I feel personally that, that I have was really turning paths and really starting my healing journey. So it, it took a while for me to get to that space, but it all started in 2013 when I decided to really turn my life around. And the healing journey is lifelong. The healing journey is forever. A lot of the stories in there are being really open and vulnerable about my journey into recovery and also stories with mentors and people that have really changed my life because connection is so important when it comes to fulfillment and the healing journey. So I'm actually in addiction recovery now. Over six years, it's something that was like ran in my family and what I've seen is a lot of times like generational stuff can get passed down but that's something that I overcame and it's something that I'm really passionate and chatting about with others to share how they can overcome difficulties in their life. And, you know, a big part of that was, for me, spirituality and finding a way that I could help others. That's given me so much fulfillment. Um, went to AA, and I was around a lot of really supportful women. So that's something that was really helpful to me, as well as the spiritual path. I'm really dedicating myself to service to others, as well as just my spiritual practice. Those two things especially have helped me a lot over these years. Now talk to us, please, about how we can get closer to spirit. I would say the first step to that is allowing yourself 
to be open to that. When we set that intention, I allow myself to be open to connection with spirit. It's like the universe moves with that decision. So it starts with that mindset shift. It starts with living intentionally to being aware of your surroundings. It starts with allowing yourself to be mindful because spirit will connect with you. It's a practice. It'll take time. We don't have to be um, a very seasoned medium to recognize that. All we need to do is learn to quiet the mind and become aware of our surroundings. And we'll receive the signs if we ask for them. We'll receive the signs if we ask for them. What, What kind of signs can we ask for? So I always suggest asking for tangible signs. So, pennies from heaven, that's a really popular one. Feathers, bringing a song on the radio, coming into your dream. It's important to ask for tangible things, but it's also important to have an open mind because you don't know how spirit's going to bring that in. They want to connect with you, though. And they try so hard. They go above and beyond to prove themselves if we allow ourselves to be open. How much can spirit accomplish? You know, a penny, a dime, a feather. Those are all things that may say, it's like a wave. Hi, I'm here, right? Yeah. But beyond that, mm, what else can they do? They can just sort of interrupt our energy a little bit to say hello? Mm. So, you know, what what I've seen is there's different levels of what they can do, and usually they work with where you're at and your level of awareness and what you're ready for, because they're, they, they know what, what you can receive. So they can connect with you through your own senses, so you could hear them, you could feel them, they could talk to you if you're open to that, um, they could materialize, and you could, you could see them. They can even move things around you. It all depends on your level of awareness, and they'll work with you as well as their own energetic levels and what they want to do. All right. So they have different energetic levels of strength or different levels of um, participation on this plane? It's all dependent on their personalities, all dependent on their energy levels and their strength, as well as what they know that you can receive. So I have a friend who has these electric candles in her house, many, many electric candles on the mantle. And there are times when, you know, they'll all come on. And she believes that it is a sign from her dad. And then she also has to interpret the sign as well, right? Yes, yes. And the best way to do that is just allowing yourself to be mindful in that moment. And I always suggest when you're interpreting it, how does it feel to you? Because how you're feeling is a great interpreter to that. How you feel is there's a message right there for you as well. Okay. It's like feeling into that. So it's as simple as that. And usually when people get these signs, it feels good. I've never heard of anyone finding a feather and being alarmed. Yeah, yeah. You know, and they don't want us to be alarmed. They want us to have fun and have joy and and look at that as a nice confirmation that, hey, you, you got a lovely team looking after you. This is us just waving to you. Now, you started to see spirits when you were just a kid. What was that like? So I spent a lot of time outside when I was younger because I had imaginary friends. I was playing with dogs. I was playing with animals outside. And I would see them as imaginary friends. Um, I would see them as like human in my dreams. But a lot of the times when I was playing outside, I would hear voices calling my name and I'd always be running to find the source and I can never find it. So those are like my earliest encounters. And as I got a bit older and middle school, I would see orbs and I'd see energy in the sky, which is what we call air prana. It's just another flow that 
part of our world. But I began to see that. And I thought it was cool. I didn't understand it, and I didn't even really question it. I was like, okay, this is just a part of life, I guess. I guess, I guess. Now, you said that addiction was something that ran in your family. Is it possible that people in your line, in your ancestral line, have always been open to the voices and to the visions and to the the heightened sense of sight and the heightened sense of feeling. Could it be that people people steadied themselves or grounded themselves with alcohol because of this? Mm, that is such a great, great, great point. So, you know, it does run on both sides of my family in terms of having sensitivities. They're channeled in different ways. There's no one on either side of my family that does the work that I do. But the sensitivities are prevalent. Um, a lot of them are creative and artists and musicians, and it gets channeled into that. But yes, I have seen, because there's a lot of people that I know in different communities that have turned to alcohol or drugs to really tune out that noise. I can't tell you how many mediums or psychics I know that, you know, they really had to dim things down because it was too loud. It was too loud for them. And it used to be really overwhelming for me as well. I couldn't go into crowds without getting overwhelmed. I would pick up on a lot of people's emotions and it felt really heavy for me. So I tend to not really go in grocery stores for that long and I kind of manifested it to be worse than it could be because I didn't know how to protect myself. Right. And, you know, when you're very open, it's so important because, you know, you're being bombarded with all others' emotions. And so we can turn that into empowerment. We can. It goes back to how important protection is. Right. Where you claim your, your space and you say, I, this is me, this is mine, you stay out. Yes. Until exactly. I call you. Yes. And again, for most people listening, that's not going to happen to you. You know, feel free to meditate, feel free to connect with your ancestors or whomever, most likely, you know, you won't be bombarded by all kinds of people. Now, when you sit down to be a medium with someone, you are reaching out to connect with their ancestors on the other side, right? When I connect, I see, hear, and feel spirit. So I always see them in like a line, friends, family, um, family you haven't even met. Maybe it's just some random spirit that needs to get a message across to you. It's, it's always a different experience with each person. Okay. Is there any particular spirit or collective that you are in constant contact with? Mm. So I love working with the angels. I love working with God. I pray very frequently. I just love being centered and anchored in that energy. I feel like it just, I love to fill up my cup in that way before I start my day. So that's a big part of my work and everything that, that I do. But it's not like a spirit named Frank, you know, wants to meet with you every day at three o'clock to give a message or something like that. Yeah, you know, I don't experience like that. But every once in a while, spirit that are, are random, they, they will come through and want to talk to me. Um, I don't have like a particular spirit guide like that. Mm. I'm more of just like connect with like angels or like higher power. And I would consider that more of like more of like my spirit guide. How do you know when you're connecting with an angel? So there's a different energy to it. It's very high vibrational. And the more the more like you pray or the more you connect, um, with an angel, you'll feel that energy connecting to you. You'll feel connected to yourself. You'll feel at ease. 
um, with angels, I always suggest um, in order to really inv- invoke them, we, we need to ask them for help. It's like this unspoken rule. I tend to work with Archangel Michael. I've used Archangel Michael for many years in my in my practice, but we always need to ask or invoke them in order to connect with them. They're not going to come if we don't call them. <laughs> yes. And what else do you want people to know? That you are capable of connecting with your loved ones. You're capable of receiving that evidence. And all you need to do is just really allow yourself to have that open heart. It's one of the most beautiful and fulfilling experiences that you can have for you. Do the angels ever tell you what to do? There have been some experiences, yes, where I have done some channeling work and I have gotten I have gotten some insight about what, what I can do coming up. But it's interesting, channeling into that energy helps me realize something that's already been there within my own subconscious. And even connecting to that energy just brings those like epiphany moments. You met with your mentor, you know, quite randomly and she saw something in you and you felt it immediately. Have you had that experience with other people where you're working with a group and you say, wow, I think you've got something? Yes. So when you open yourself up to being more aware, you can feel energy. You can feel energy within others. Souls recognize souls. Um, And there's been many times where I've mentored others or I've encountered others on the spiritual path, and I can feel their energy. I can feel they've done certain work to themselves where they have that awareness or they have those sensitivities. So, yes, it is always something that, that you can feel. So that is the delightful Alex Saar, A-L-E-X-S-A-A-R, medium.com. Her book is called Awaken, a medium's memoir, and she's got some more books on the way. She lives in Alabama. She's from Boston, but she's coming to New York this summer. So you can connect with her on her website. And if you're going to be in New York this summer, we've got two retreats planned, one in July and one in August, affordable weekend retreats. Check that out at caseysplace.com. Our next Monday night Zoom is June 19th. Looking forward to that. So take some time today, tomorrow, sometime real soon to spend a minute or two reaching out and connecting. And if by chance in the coming days you find something in your path or you have a sensation come over you and your mind goes to that place that says, hmm, could this be from that person? Stay in that moment and feel the connection and investigate how it makes you feel. That's where you'll find the message. Our thought for the day is from W.B. Yeats, who said, The world is full of magic things, patiently waiting for our senses to grow sharper. Shine on. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show, with new episodes every week. It's your time to shine on. Shine on.